Hello, Internet friend. I'm David Ravel, and this is ValueSide for Wednesday, September 6. For all of our articles and podcasts, visit valueside.com. Well, today, how the United States spends its money. Well, it's the final month of this organization's fiscal year. In just 24 days, they will have to wrap up their annual reports. As this is a very significant organization, its bookkeepers and accountants over at the Treasury Department have been working diligently to produce the most accurate and up-to-date reports on their latest financial positions. But as is the case most years, upper management continues to squabble over spending those last few dollars of income, and most importantly, how to budget for next year. The fact that management's arguments have broken out into the open and are now publicized by most major news bureaus makes things all the more difficult. If this organization had stock, no one would buy it. Investors are looking for well-run companies where management has a shared vision of its goals and objectives. Even in rough times, management for most organizations speak with one voice and understand that public bickering only makes things worse. Now, looking back at some of the nation's largest bankruptcies, a time when managements were under extreme pressure, I don't ever recall any executive squabbling. From Lehman Brothers to Washington Mutual, and more recently Silicon Valley or Signature Banks, each saw their managers work together to salvage their situation. Tragically, management could not save the day in each of those cases. But thankfully, those financial failures remain few and far between. And it's not because American corporations have few concerns. Just the opposite. Most of the major corporations in this country must face repeated issues, not the least of which is the changing financial background. Now, during the last year and a half, corporations have seen their cost of capital dramatically rise in what has been a revolutionary change in their ability to obtain financing. While the stock market remains elevated, which helps those few companies that can sell their stock, most capital is raised through debt financing, short-term loans and long-term bonds and so on. And for companies reliant on debt, the cost of funding has risen astronomically. However, we rarely hear any complaints from corporate executives. There's an underlying code of behavior that says, essentially, don't complain. You're supposed to succeed no matter what the cost. And almost always, they do succeed. The company prevails because good managers persevere quietly. Unfortunately, it's a lesson that our nation's managers have yet to learn. As you've no doubt guessed, the organization we're referring to is our government and its budgetary process. September is the final month of the federal fiscal year and the time when a budget must be prepared and approved for next year. Now, you can bet that the support staff over at Treasury and the Congressional Budget Office and so on have already done their jobs. The reports on next year's budget are already sitting in the representative's desk, as they have been for some months. Have those reports been looked at? I doubt it. It's most likely that the entire document will never be reviewed. Instead, individual representatives will likely review any particular provision that affects them and their voters, but will only review that part of the budget bill. 
Thus, the big numbers, like the overall deficit, can grow and grow as long as the member constituents are happy. Now, this year, Speaker McCarthy has elected a novel new approach to the budget process. Ignore it. In 1980, the House of Representatives decided to get serious about the budgetary process. That year, the House mandated that the next year's budget must be passed before the fiscal year begins, and that's October 1st of any given year. It was a way to force the members of Congress to deal with the entire budget and not just their pet projects. Unless there were an agreement on the budget, the government would be shut down. And in the intervening 43 years, Congress has failed to reach a budget agreement 22 times, with 10 of those impasses resulting in an actual government services coming to a halt. These government shutdowns added a level of seriousness to a process badly in need of control. The shutdowns are front-page news across the country. The entire nation focuses on those congressional leaders who are responsible. The heat becomes intense. And it's just the sort of thing that politicians in the House and Senate try to avoid. And that's just what McCarthy is doing this year, avoiding responsibility. There will be no shutdown this year. Instead, McCarthy will utilize the, quote, continuing resolution gambit, unquote, to avoid halting government services. Even though this will be one of the most enormous budgets in history and add to the already escalating deficit, Congress will step out of the spotlight and pretend it's not really happening. Now, each quarter, the U.S. Treasury publishes its latest projections for its financial needs. Twice in history, those needs reached more than a trillion dollars, and that was during the pandemic of 2020 and 2021. But we're right back there again. In this quarter, Q3 of 2023, it is projected that we will need to borrow a trillion dollars once again. It's an unheard of sum, indicating just how out of control the budget process really is. Now, we'll hear about the heated budget process for the next three weeks, a process in which the financial managers of this country cannot agree on such a basic fundamental economic function as spending. It's just the sort of thing that makes one lose confidence in this organization. If the U.S. corporation, quote-unquote, were a publicly traded stock, many investors would be going short right about now. And that's the value side for this Wednesday, September 6th. For all of our articles and podcasts, visit valueside.com. I'm David Ravel. ValueSide is independently written and researched. The views expressed are strictly my own.